0: Thank <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Truth Revolution Records podcast. We're here with the man himself, the man of
2: the hour, Daryl Yokley. Say what's up. Hey, was that was that Johnny O'Neill impression of really being recorded? Yeah, it was recorded. <laughs> we don't got to put it on if you don't uh, want. that's uh, no, okay. I, I apologize, Johnny, but miss you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so we're over here uh, talking about his new record. So the single just dropped. Daryl, how's it feel?
2: Uh, It feels great, you know, I'm getting a lot of uh, good feedback from people who listen to it, and then it's uh, made its way onto the radio now, not only the single, but, you know, some other tracks, so it's going, it's going. Nice, yeah, and I've been, um,
1: we're going to be talking about uh, his latest record, Pictures, at an African exhibition, and you're actually going to get an in-depth analysis of what's going on uh, straight from the mind of the creator, himself, Daryl Yokley, creator
2: of the project. Are you you're not the creator, are you? I am the creator. I'm the oh. all-knowing. I'm I'm the it. Oh, you know everything <laughs> about this project. I know everything there is to know about this project.
1: <laughs> so um let's start. Let's start with um just the overall picture, the inspiration um and what you're actually putting out.
2: The overall picture. Well, uh this project is loosely based off of uh, Modus Mazurski's Pictures at a Exhibition. I was about to say Pictures at an African Exhibition. Sorry, he
1: may have done something like that too. We, we all know. So
2: that's uh, the remix edition that never got released. They, they shut it down. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully they don't give me for no copyright if that's, that's the case. But <laughs> So yeah, I based the project off of that and then but it's a little bit different whereas uh, Mazurski, he, he wrote the music to his friend uh, Victor Hartman's paintings and I uh, wrote the music and then told my friend David Emmanuel Noel, uh, is a London-based artist. I asked him to write, uh, not write, uh, paint some works to the music that I wrote. So that's how we got the 13 tracks along with 13 pieces of visual art. Yeah. That's
1: what's up. And then the music, so as far as your, so your concept um, of you know, connecting the music with the pictures or the paintings, um, it's coming out of Mazursky, and then am I saying that right, Mazursky?
2: Uh Correct me. I think it's Mazursky, but Mazursky, I'm not. I'm not okay. sure. You know, I mean, I, I spelled his rank, his name wrong. Uh, I found that out just a few days ago. Oh but, yeah, I mean, no one can really get on me about that. But oh, that's all good. Yeah, because had it on the my score. I have the score of the of the, of the piece uh, by Boozy and Hawks, and I think that's how they had it spelled. So, oh, okay, it's, it's, blame Boozy and Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what's up um yeah but um what what i'm trying to get at now is now that you you have that concept something that you drove from what about the music itself the actual um themes that you're going by because i noticed i'm you know for those of you that um aren't hip to the album yet um, when you get it, you're gonna realize that I'm on the record, so I'm not actually talking about it because I'm on the record. It's actually an amazing piece of work <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll but, pay you later <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and also, I run the podcast here at t r r for now. but um, what I'm getting at is when when you brought the music in, I noticed the theme there's a there's a reoccurring theme, so does that have anything to do with um the
2: the titles the theme itself uh in a in a sense i guess like um that theme is supposed to kind of represent human nature and like mankind so like you know the first uh sunrise kind of is like the the dawn of mankind it's like the inception of it where we're kind of like this naive being in the in the the grand scheme of things and we're just figuring you know figuring our way out and how to survive and everything and the theme does pop up quite a few times um in some right. type of different form, um, you know, form. I kind of try to do that consciously throughout every work, although sometimes I just went with a different melody if I was hearing that.
1: It's, it's a da-da-da-da-da, right?
2: Oh, the uh, first sunrise is the uh, bo 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 That's it. Be-do-boom. Sorry, I, if I'm singing out of tune, that's why I play saxophone. <laughs>
1: It was better than my rendition <laughs> but th- that's that is one of the main themes right
2: yes uh-huh and i mean it shows up in ominous nightfall the birth of swing um you know even echoes of ancient sahara and it might be different rhythmical uh concepts based off of it you know but um in general i kind of based all the melodies loosely off of some type of pentatonic idea right right the oldest scale
1: that uh is known to man right i think so you know yeah, I was. I remember reading a story about, um, uh, uh them digging up a flute, ancient flute, and um, I guess they recreated the flute holes and and the flute how how thick it was, et cetera, et cetera, and um, found out that the scale that it played was a pentatonic scale. So,
2: yeah, I wouldn't doubt. It. I mean, you know, a lot of those kalimbas and mbiras, um, you know, they're tuned in you know pentatonics, if I remember right, you know, um, and yeah i mean you find it in every culture around the world so
1: yeah there's a lot of drummers that tune their actual drums from the bass drum all the way up in pentatonic scale
2: yeah that that might be as a separate podcast we can give a master class and do like ethnomusicology type no, stuff this, on is this. The pod, this is where it goes yeah this is what they come for <laughs> about. oh beautiful
1: beautiful every every podcast we'll get it some yeah <laughs> but um guys yeah, it's a uh, amazing work but, you know, it doesn't stop there. Every You know, most jazz musicians, they'll put together an album um, and it's an incredible amount of work. It's like making a movie. I, I always refer to making a CD very similar to making a movie, like all the moving parts. You know, you have to mix it, master it. A lot of people don't understand the entire process. I was thinking about doing a mini documentary about me making my next record and just you know film in each separate part Mm -hmm. and then kind of putting it all together so people know all the different steps because it's ridiculous
2: yeah they would appreciate the the whole album more i think if they saw what goes into it Mm
1: -hmm. and and on top of that so all of the writing that you did for the band and then then you decide hey you know what this isn't enough work for me (laughs) i'm gonna add a wind ensemble uh-huh. how'd that come well, I'm i'm pretty sure it didn't come across like that but was the project <laughs> envisioned with the wind ensemble what or, or or separately
2: uh yes it was envisioned with the wind ensemble um i wasn't quite sure how to go about it but i mean i i kind of was influenced by a project that uh, miguel Zenon did a couple years ago Alma Adentro, i think it came out 2011 right yep uh where he wrote some music with wind ensemble mm-hmm. and a uh, It got me thinking, you know, maybe I could do something similar because I I did classical studies and, you know, I played in wind ensembles and, you know, did, you know, practice concertos and stuff, so I'm coming from that vein, so I was like, you know... You have that experience. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, find a way to meld those worlds together. So, and, you know, it's based off of an orchestral piece, so I was like, you know, where's the orchestra at? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I needed the orchestra. What's the wind ensemble made up of? Uh, The instrumentation is uh, two flutes... Oboe slash English horn, depending on the, on the piece, uh, two B flat clarinets, bass clarinet, uh, bassoon, two B flat trumpets, uh, French horn, trombone, and bass trombone.
1: So it's twelve pieces on top of the quintet or or sextet. Uh, uh
2: double drum quintet. Yeah. Right. So yeah.
1: <laughs> it So that's that's eighteen pieces right there. It's like a big band you're writing for.
2: Yeah, pretty much um
1: i had a question about the process mm-hmm. um why don't you go over the process of how you recorded all of that onto one cd i mean this is something that you know i i took notes on and i'm sure a lot of musicians that are recording records would take notes on as well but what was your process how did you put all this together on one cd
2: uh we recorded the quintet you know uh you, myself, Luquez, Wayne, and uh, our our special guest Nasheet Waits. We all recorded that 2015, I believe. Um, and then it took me about a good year after. You know, we we mixed. It, we kind of did a rough mix of what we did in the studio. You know, and I kind of came up with that basis there, and then I wrote the music to what was gonna be. You know, the the takes after that. Right. So you know, um. I guess I, mean, I think I was talking with you about it that that's that's how uh, Wayne Shorter had did Alegria maybe is that is that mm-hmm. the name of the yes. record yep. yeah. yeah um where he kind of you know took the the, the small group and and then did the, that's the, right. That's right. the the macro later you know uh where he wrote the music to what they did and I think that was a great way because I um personally I feel like it allowed us as a Quinta to not be too constrained in, in the studio and just kind of play and then you know adapt the wind ensemble right. to what we're doing you know so I think that worked really good for this project
1: yeah it really did mm-hmm. and um the singles out so you can actually um, get a taste for what the album's gonna um, what the album has to offer um, a small part I mean every song is different and it's different arrangements some of them uh, don't even have much improvisation on them and others are in some cases everybody's improv Im- improvising at the same time yeah so it has a <laughs> huge gamut of like different sounds and uh you definitely won't get tired of listening to this and um daryl's killing it the whole album
2: oh, likewise <laughs> likewise likewise and i'm not just saying that because you're on it <laughs> oh thank you man. thanks we just, we just compliment each other the whole yeah. time yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um you know i, I one, one more thing before um you head out so you, we have this single that's up there and it's available now mm-hmm. um this podcast should be going up in a couple of days or by tomorrow and i really want you guys all to purchase this if you don't have it already i know that this the kickstarter backers they usually get their records first which is why we encourage um supporting the kickstarter um you know situation mm-hmm. um but if you don't have it You can actually get the first single and uh, reserve the CD for when it drops. Um, And that's going to be dropping on April 20th, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, we're going to have some videos coming really soon um, presenting some of this music live. So be uh, on the lookout for that. But you can go to truthrevolutionrecords.com and click on our store button. And the CD's ready, Uh, at least the single's ready. And uh just download it uh right now as you're listening to the podcast. You probably do it from your phone if you wanted to. Um we're gonna let you know when um we release it on iTunes, which we usually release a little later than our Bandcamp. Um because uh Bandcamp really supports the label a lot more. I think iTunes takes a ridiculous percentage, something like forty or sixty percent or something. But that's cool though. I mean, you get a lot you get a big reach. Um, yes exactly iTunes, right <laughs> so it, it has its benefits but for right now you can go ahead and go on to Bandcamp and get it um it's sound reformation daryl Yokli sound reformation pictures at an african exhibition and the track that you're going to download is entitled ubuntu um we played that on a previous podcast mm-hmm. and um we're going to play a different one a different track for people to hear um if we do what what do you suggest that we play um
2: out of the tracks that you have. Oh, I'm being put on the spot now. I right see. on the spot. Choose, uh, choose,
1: choose, a, choose a a a son or a daughter. <laughs> Which one's your favorite son yeah. or daughter?
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, hmm. For this, You know, I know people got stuff to do in the day, so maybe we'll do uh, stories from the village elder to keep it kind of short and sweet. So that's another one. And that one, I think, has a lot of... Uh, symbolism as far as like the african culture and and vibe and in this track in particular you know because you start out the the tune kind of imitating a kalimba
1: that's what's up and um thank you daryl for coming and joining us on the podcast
2: oh no problem you know it's just bleak outside so i wanted to come in here and and cheer myself up that's what's (laughs) up we'll do it again really soon and want to thank you all for listening to the truth revolution records podcast
1: here is stories from the village elder